Dear the birthday, how did you pack so much goodness into 40 minutes of television? What a steamy kickoff to season three. I'm so happy to be back to talk about one of my favorite episodes for my favorite season to discuss it with my favorite person. Sincerely, Bridget. Dear the birthday, have we learned nothing? How are there still so many characters hiding little things from somebody else to quote unquote protect them? Yeah, I'm sure it'll all be fine. Happy season three, everybody. Sincerely, Nikki. (laughs) Welcome back to Dear Vampire Diaries, where today we have the distinct pleasure of escorting you through this episode of The Vampire Diaries, Season 3, Episode 1, The Birthday. I am your host, Bridget, and my guest host today is... It's Nikki time! Yeah! My favorite time! (laughs) We won't be delving into future episodes today, but we will be discussing this episode, The Birthday, in detail. And you have been warned. Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and resources. All right, Nikki, this is the episode where it's Elena's 18th birthday. As she searches for clues to locate Stefan, Damon tries to keep her from doing anything that might draw Klaus's attention. Meanwhile, Klaus and Stefan are busy trailing a werewolf named Ray Sutton. And Jeremy sees ghosts. This is the episode <laughs> with a drop of a, a drop in the ocean in it. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, Nikki, do you want to tell the listeners why that matters to us? Yay! Yeah, so A Drop in the Ocean, famously played at the end of this episode with Paul Wesley's gorgeous crying Sad face. face. Sad yes. face. We'll get to it. I have feelings and thoughts. Um, oh my god. Yeah, that's Bridget and I's song. Yeah. <laughs> like every couple, yeah. we have a song. <laughs> <laughs> And I love that, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have not as good a memory as you do, so can I tell you why I think this is our song, and you will tell me if it's correct? Okay, I have a distinct memory of this becoming our song that may or may not be the reason. Perfect, because I think, no, I trust you over me, but this is, this is my memory of our, uh, of this origin for us being a song. So, when we were, like, 18, amazing, it's Elena's 18th birthday, we were 18, felt very connected to this. Yeah. And I was leaving to go to the other coast. And this song has a little piece called As my terrain moves down the East Coast. Wonder how you keep it's like it's like a bunch yeah. of stuff and like New England as the leaves change and stuff like that. And of course it's the phone call. And so I think we were joking about me calling you like lonely in the middle of the night <laughs> and you being like Bridget Bridget, is that you? <laughs> Hold on, Bridget. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I was like so sad. It was so definitely it was definitely that line. I do remember that for a while you thought it was my dream on the East Coast, and then you were mad <laughs> that it was train. But I specifically remember being at the Mount Washington Hotel together, playing yeah. chess, and just like singing that song. <laughs> like oh, on repeat. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, and I remember we were in a stalemate because neither of us are too bad at chess or too good at yep. chess. Yep. Yep. Surprising to nobody, my Aries impulses make it so that I have no plan or strategy when it comes to chess. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, so that is why Nikki is on specifically this episode yeah. is because it is our it is our focus. Quite calls. literally, <laughs> nothing to do with the fact that it's episode one of season three, and everything yeah, to do with the fact that this song is at the end. It's this one, <laughs> yes, it's our song. 
And uh, other than that, uh, we're, we're kind of switching it up. We're going to do storyline by storyline, and we might not go chronologically, obviously, because we just skipped to the end of the episode. So, yay! We're going to start with the, uh, they've been busy all summer. They're looking for werewolves. Klaus and Stefan road trip. <laughs> this <laughs> beginning scene, like, yes. we talked about, like, the scream influences before, but this beginning scene in the house in Tennessee the the vibes of like her being outside like and like the two killers being there like spoilers for scream um (laughs) just gives wicked scream vibes yeah hell yeah even like the house like kind of looks similar to the first house in scream it's it's interesting that's awesome i love that you are our horror movie like more expert at least it's than I am. literally just scream because <laughs> it's for some reason one of my because favorite movies <laughs> and it just happens to be a horror movie <laughs> that is awesome i really love in and also similar to like that cold open yeah. of the very first episode of darren and brooke these two girls are great actors and they have such a good like, I just love, you get a sense of their lives, their relationships to each other. Um, I love how condescending she is when she's like, I'm from Florida. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that explains it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest gripe, I understand, Stefan goes all ripper on them, sad, bad, uh-huh. whatever, it's creepy and things like that. Did they kill the uh-huh. dog? Oh, no. The dog ran off to a, a house with air conditioning. I hope so, because the dog's uh-huh. not there in the nope. beginning. That's what we're believing. Because I can forgive. That dog I can, ran off. Nope. I can forgive we're not even gonna discuss massacring people off and down, up and down the East Coast. Uh, <laughs> play a drop in the ocean here. But yes. um, I will not forgive him killing a dog. I also think it's hilarious yeah, no. that this show is like, we'll do everything. We can't have a dog on screen. That's too much work. We'll put wolves on screen, <laughs> but a dog, much. absolutely not. <laughs> Never work with animals or children, Nikki. Apparently. Um, I mean, other than Crow Paul Wesley, obviously. The exception, we love they him. blew their budget on animals in the first season. <laughs> in the first season. <laughs> Bridget, how did you feel about Joseph yeah. Morgan's accent? Uh, terrible. I wrote, I'm so glad he's British. <laughs> I do want to say, like, I'm not a huge fan of this storyline in general. I really don't. I love Klaus. You know this. But I don't care in a way. Like I'm like you're looking mm. for Ray. You're torturing Ray. Why is Ste- Why? Why does Stefan have to do all this work for Klaus? Doesn't Klaus have a lot of goons? Does he just not have friends? And he's like, I'm a lonely vampire boy. And like, I think we get a hint of that later when Stefan is like he goes to leave and. He says, you already know that I'm in your service. And Klaus is like, you make it sound so tedious. It's this, like, he wants him to be full happy ripper, having a great time killing people, no emotions. And I think he's just disappointed that Stefan's not having a good time. <laughs> yeah, Klaus <laughs> cares about him. I think he's just trying to, he's, <laughs> he's yeah, he's like time. trying to push him. I don't think we know the reason why no, we so don't. And that's part of it. <clears throat> I'm so frustrated. Yeah. And I was trying to put myself in the, like, shoes of watching this for the first time again. And I think that that's, like, I think that it was similar, like, not really caring about the point of what they're doing or, like, really caring about, like, what Klaus was up to. But being more, like, how much carnage is Stefan going to do? 
how far can he go before he's irredeemable? Exactly. Yes. This is a very mirrored episode to episode one of season one. Yeah. Because we even have, like, you know, the whole thing about, like, the necklace and Damon yeah. later. Jeremy like, smoking pot. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All of Matt these being mad at a girlfriend <laughs> or an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. Giving the cold shoulder. Oh, my God. I have so many thoughts about Matt later. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my only note about Matt is he's being a little bitch. So anyway. Um, <laughs> so many thoughts. Yep. Um, okay, Nikki, if uh, if we ever went to a bar and you needed everyone in the bar compelled, would you make me do that by myself or would you help me? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I feel like hasn't Close shown that he can compel an entire group of people without having to go to each of them individually. I guess I have not remembered that. Has that happened? You might need to compel- you might need to cut that. Okay. I don't know. But seems like something he's done or is at least capable of doing since he's Mr. All Powerful. Right. Um Yeah, there seems to be a lot of things that would be easier for Klaus to do, but he can't because reasons. <laughs> because reasons, exactly. Yeah. Uh. I do have to say, as much as Stefan is also like conflicted mm-hmm. um i love paul wesley we've said it before i'll say it again i'll say it a million times paul wesley getting to be a bad guy yes. in any capacity is so good even like just like his acting is so much better like there's the moment when they're approaching ray and they're trying to like get his information and ray's like you can't compel me and Stefan has this look on his face when he like scratches his like for like like his eye, and it's just so subtle. And it's this like, he's right, but we planned for this, and it's just this like shift, and it's so good, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I'm that. here for it. I love that. I also think it's ironic that they're in a bar called Southern Comfort because Ray is anything but comfortable when Stefan mm. whips out the Wolfsbane. And he comes up with a uh, very creative spin on the classic game called Truth or Wolfsbane. And then... (laughs) And then they play a fun game of darts. Yep, and pool. (laughs) Good pool. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) You know how I feel about torture, so I think that's probably why I didn't like this storyline in this episode. Um, yeah, in a, a similar way, I was kind of like, that was the least interesting thing to me. Right, exactly. Was them, like, torturing him. Exactly, because it is like, about... Like, I don't care about him. It's different than them torturing, like, Mason, where it's like, oh, shit, this is, like, a character that our other characters care about. Totally. This is like, oh, this is just some random dude that we're trying to get information out of. Yes, and they just want to know where his pack is. And it's interesting because I have a feeling if this were Damon, Damon would be having a blast torturing this guy yeah but instead stefan is kind of he's he's on that line that you talked about where he's like just give us the information and we'll get out of here like he's not yeah he's not sadistically enjoying it yet yeah much to klaus's chagrin (laughs) (laughs) so klaus is interesting he has a neighborhood watch going and one of the women uh i guess a neighbor what is she is she human a random woman that doesn't get a name i don't know <laughs> no she does it's like charlotte or something anyway um who doesn't have a memorable name doesn't have a memorable name <laughs> distinction noah mm, okay um so um so she shows up and is like 
And Klaus is like, oh, thank you, Charlotte, insert name here. And Stefan is like, what? And Stefan comes over and he's like, just let me let me go and talk to my brother. Because they realize that they've been tracking them. And Klaus is like, why should I let you leave? Because, of course, he's Stefan's abusive boyfriend. <laughs> and can't let him leave <laughs> to go see his family. Um, but Stefan convinces him. And what does yeah. he what does he do to convince Damon to not uh follow them? I hated this. Yep. Why does he have to torture Andy? I don't know. Also, I hate that the thing I remember the most about Andy is her death. <laughs> totally. Oh my god, yeah. Because I forgot that she was even a character other than the fact that she dies in this episode. Yep. Yep. Um yeah. I do remember feeling on on the first watch, I feel different this time. But I do remember feeling, like, really bad for Damon. Yeah. Because he had this weird, obviously weird relationship with her, even uh-huh. so to Alaric. Yep. But, like, <laughs> it's still... I think he's grown enough to be, like, she was innocent in this. In, like, a short... Or, or maybe not innocent in this, but, like, kind of like a... I don't care if you're killing random girls up and down the East Coast. But, like, right. But my fake girlfriend is another story. (laughs) But my fake girlfriend, yeah. Maybe not her. I mean, it's interesting. I guess as an adult, I'm like, why does this cross a line? Because I guess maybe Damon is realizing that Stefan is escalating and that he could do this to Elena if he goes too far. Like, maybe that's Mm. in his mind. Because he doesn't really care about Andy. That's how I felt. But then as a teen, I was like, oh, he cares about Andy. And as an adult, I'm like, I don't know. Because we have no... Reason I think to he think at least that. has like fondness for her sure. in a way that like <laughs> like because also remember when we were like in season one it was like Damon starts to feel fondness for people who are useful to him like right? that's how he like lives Liz? become friends yes that's so true and like Andy's been very like very much his partner useful. in finding Stefan and true. like helping him in this way that Elena isn't able to help him mm-hmm. because he won't fucking tell her things. Rock on. <sighs> right, you've convinced me. You've convinced me. Okay. Okay. I dig that. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, so anyway, Stefan is like, fuck off to Damon, and then he fucks back off to Klaus, and Klaus is like, you came back in a conversation that I really don't understand, and the only part that made sense to me was he says, you never stop caring about family, do you? But every time you mm-hmm. feed, it's easier to let go. That's the only part that I yeah. was like, ooh, okay, okay, okay. It's basically Stefan being like, I don't care about anything anymore. And Klaus is like, I know you're fucking lying. Yeah. And you're a good actor at doing it. but I, And I hope that your brother believes you when you say that. Because I don't believe you. Wow. Okay. But also, like, maybe you I can like, push you further. Scene because I did <laughs> not understand that scene until you just said that. Yeah. And he's like, I just need to, like, push you further until you actually mean what you're saying. That's solid. That's basically what he means. It also, it makes me wonder, and again, I'm just because I'm obsessed with Klaus. I'm like, okay, you have a brother and you wish that you could have good times with him, but he's Elijah. So you can't have good times with him. And so now Stefan Damon mirrored relationship projecting. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of jealousy on a two front thing of like wanting to be with Stefan but also jealous of the fact that he has this closeness to his brother yes. when yes. Klaus is quite literally, literally driven of driven a wedge between them <laughs> a, a silver wedge a silver a wedge, wedge made of ash a wedge made of stick <laughs> a wedge made of stick <laughs> yeah so uh they get the location of the pack and that's where we leave them 
on to the B, B plot. plot, which is really the A plot in my heart. The birthday the plot. secret hunt for Stefan and Elena's birthday. Yeah, the birthday plot. So I really love, and again, season one, episode one reminder of like Elena being depressed, waking up in the morning. A great really song playing. A fucking great song by Ingrid <laughs> Michaelson playing. Oh my God. And also Jeremy has a Himalayan salt lamp and so do I. He, Just okay. I, don't, I mean, this is no insult to you. He fucking would have a Himalayan salt lamp. <laughs> No, no, no insult taken. Jeremy and I are stoners together. <laughs> so for a second, I thought, so off screen, on camera, Bridget was reaching for something I couldn't see. And I was like, is she reaching for her salt lamp right now? Yeah, yeah. For Just a glass of water. <laughs> like, I have to have a visual aid. Yeah, like, you needed to prove to me that you had a salt lamp. I'm like, I believe you. <laughs> and a bong, no. <laughs> But, okay, I want to say that uh, Elena's look in this, in the first part of this She's episode, so is, like, iconic look, I think. Like, this whole episode... This red tank, oh. This whole episode was so 2000s fashion, and I yes. was obsessed with it. And I was, Me too. like, the entire time, I was like, oh, Nina's so, or, like, Nina's so pretty. I literally wrote Nina's so yes. pretty. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> she is! And I love that, like, her hair is a little bit disheveled here, like... Yeah, because her hair is always very shiny and like blown out, and I love when it looks like Nina's not trying and she's fucking gorgeous anyway. I don't yeah. know, it does something to me, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> she got bangs. Did you see that? What? She just Recently? cut bangs. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I can't even picture that. I need to Google. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Rick's still living with them. Yeah. And... And like, he doesn't know how couch. to work the coffee machine yet? Come it's on, It's been Rick. all summer, Rick. Come on. It's a, it's a button. She yeah. presses a button. Yeah. I also, <laughs> I just want to talk about Rick for a second, because he's sleeping on the couch, and she's like, do you want a bedroom? And he's like, no, I don't really want to sleep in your A, dead parents' room, or B, my dead girlfriend's room. Sure. Never even knew her parents. I feel like you could definitely, like, bunk in there. But also, there's a point when he's talking to Damon, and he's like, they just, like, haven't kicked me out. Like, I don't understand. Really? You don't understand why they haven't kicked you out? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Come on. I have a problem with Rick in this, where he's all very self-pity and doesn't realize that these teens very much need him. And Yeah, like the fact that he decides to leave on Elena's birthday night. Right. Yeah. It's, it's Like very, maybe a day. I think they were going for like a Giles leaving Buffy moment, and it doesn't read like that. Yeah, it was a little bit of like a, you're 18 now, you're an adult, but it's like, okay, maybe, maybe read the room. (laughs) (laughs) That, and also, like, were you just waiting for her 18th birthday to feel like you could leave? I think it's like the party, like, really, like, made him feel like, oh, these are, I'm a teacher. (laughs) And, like, what am I doing? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, I'm just like fuck you rick anyway no yeah i definitely yeah. have no sympathy for him i'm mm-hmm. like you need to get yeah. over it get over and it be there this for isn't about kids. you <laughs> they're still children there are still children very much so um i i really love the writing uh in this phone call with caroline that elena has i think that they can pack so much into such a short time like okay mm-hmm. so we've been gone all summer you know obviously not them but like well a little bit them but it tells you a lot about where we're picking up with the characters. So, like, obviously, the Alaric Elena thing, yes. But 
Elena perks up at hearing about the animal attacks and thinks it's Klaus. And Sheriff Forbes is the one providing them with this information so that you know that Caroline and her mom are cool, which is awesome because they had like a weird ending of season three. Mm-hmm. Sorry, of season two. Um, so we know they're good. Caroline is obviously blossoming. She's got shopping bags. She's planning Elena's birthday. She's meeting up with Tyler in the distance and she's smiling her face off. Like, it's, they, yeah. it's amazing. Like, they, do, they, they put so much into this little tiny 30 second phone call. It's great. They do something similar when Tyler is dishing all of Elena's gossip. <laughs> like, yes! It's, it's a good way of like doing exposition of a recap on Damon's feelings. Where it's yeah. like, well, he likes you. Like, that's why this is complicated. And it's, yeah. it's like, but you kiss. Right. And she's like, well, and he's like, this. how can you be sure that Damon do- like wants to find him when he likes you? I'm obsessed with Tyler being involved in the like the drama. Like, I love, I love so much <laughs> the, the like Caroline Tyler friendship and like. The idea, because Caroline, of fucking course, can't keep a secret. The fact that she, like, tells yeah. him everything is yes. amazing. And the fact that she's like, you're not supposed to know <laughs> <Yes>. these things. <laughs> because I tell you things doesn't mean you're allowed to know them. It's great. <laughs> Relatable. But um, we go over to Damon and Andy, of course, at the start of the episode. Uh, he's living his best life. He's in a bubble bath drinking champagne at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and... Andy, in a in a clear reference to concerns that fans had, says, I'm not your slave. You can get your refill yourself. And the fact that he doesn't, like, compel her to do it and rip out her throat shows growth. <laughs> shows growth. <laughs> and he just gets up, doesn't use a towel. He's all nakey and sudsy. I love and... two things about the fact that, so he goes downstairs and Elena obviously comes inside so we can have this moment of her turning around and Damon being naked. Um, I love the the well placed books and the well placed like <laughs> a, like background things. Everything. Yeah. Yes. I also love her immediately being like, "You heard me. Like you heard me. You knew I was here. You, you did this intentionally." And just like everything about her, like throwing the blanket with like her hand over her eyes and like yes. like slowly peeking. It's so good. Yep. And then the rest of the scene, it's like she can't keep her eyes off of his body. It's beautiful. Like, obviously, IRL, this would be very inappropriate. But because it's a vampire romance drama, we're here for it. Right. And also something about it being Damon. (laughs) This is, like, fine. (laughs) Do you know about the practical joke that Ian Somerhalder played on Nina during the scene? No. Was he actually naked? (laughs) No, no. He, okay, so he went to his, the prop guy, had some elephant ears made, taped them next to the sock that they put on his thing because I'm a child and I can't say penis um, and they got her reaction of turning around and seeing a young baby elephant I can't, that's brilliant <laughs> that's amazing yeah, I, I love that so much just <laughs> incredible I also want to say that I love this line and how he says this line and he's like mocking her and he's like, you're right, Elena, this could prove that Stefan's living in Graceland, like alive and well. And, you know, I just love how he's mocking her and we find out why. Just straight up gaslighting her. to get her hopes up yeah. because he knows I... that she doesn't understand that as as he says later these are not klaus's victims and whose fault is it that she doesn't know that this is going on 
I still find this under like a like a fucking thing of like, why if you're worried about her a still following him, b getting her hopes up, why do you not explain to her what the fuck yeah. is actually going on? Like, hey, I know you know that he has a blood problem and that he like has a hard time when he's drinking blood. This is what he did back in the day. Yeah. And this is how bad it got. And I'm worried that it's going to get mm. that bad again. And it also took a long time for him to get back on the bandwagon. Yes. So I want to, like, manage your expectations about right. it. That's That would be the mature way of going about it. That would be the smart way of going. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Do you really think, even if he explained it like that, though, that she would get it and that Elena Gilbert would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> no. But I would at least be... More honest. Yeah. It would be more honest, and it would be more, I think, realistic yeah. to how somebody would actually handle the mm -hmm. situation. Like, there's really no reason to be, like, hiding this from her. Because, like, what is what does he think is going to yeah. happen? Well, I think part of it, too. You know what? You're right. Because he should be like, hey, close. Thank you. <laughs> I love Thank hearing you. that. <laughs> yeah, you've convinced me. You've convinced me. Because especially the fact that, like, he has such a good point that, like, Klaus thinks that she's dead, right? And so he's, like, protecting her, not only yeah. from finding out about Stefan, but from being I'm close to... hurt. Yeah, hurt. <laughs> exactly. Both physically and emotionally. He's looking out. Um, and you're right. Andy is, like, very clutch. She gets him addresses. Uh, Alaric is also super clutch. And I love that, like, he goes with Alaric to check it out. And this is like an episode of criminal minds and damon is like profiling stefan where he like he like walks through the house and there's like blood on the wall and i it's, it's gruesome. so gruesome and it's shot so well mm -hmm. uh, we see the heads of the women from behind and it's this reveal when damon jiggles the body and he says it's the damnedest thing and the head falls off and he goes he puts the bodies back together and you see the head at the feet of the woman you see that even her ankles have been severed yeah and that is a real thing of like serial killers or killers that do that it is about remorse yeah it is about like oh shit what have i done let me stage the body and put it back together yeah and it makes perfect sense for stefan as a character in his issues with his blood that like that would be his mo of being yes. like losing control blacking out being this horrific monster remorse. and then feeling guilt yeah. and yeah. it's just wild <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> And it's a great reveal of that. And like, also, really sh shot so well, narrated so well. Love it. Elena deserves to know that this is what her boyfriend is doing. Yeah, you know, she has every reason to already know this because she's read Stefan's journals, right? Or she read her grand... Not, her, not his journals. She read her Gilbert granddaddy journals. Great granddaddy journals. Yeah. I still feel like she should know about this. This is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, we go to the party. <laughs> so when Alina's getting ready, right? Like mm -hmm. she's upstairs in Damon's room or Stefan's room. Sorry. And uh, why are there a million candles lit for no reason as she's getting dressed? I totally missed that. Maybe she misses him and she's like, when we had sex, this was as many candles as were lit. It was like a mood, but it was like a fire hazard did you just go around and like light because they they were it wasn't just like oh like i'm getting ready i'm gonna light a candle for like the smell it was like oh no i'm gonna all light of all these, of these yeah, of candles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know 
I bet for her as a sad, depressed teen who's missing her boyfriend who always used to light all of his candles, maybe this was her way of feeling like he was around her because she's in his room, you know? She's not like arriving there and getting ready. She's in his room and missing him and creating an ambiance because she wants his arms around her. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey's face. <laughs> Disgust. <laughs> yeah, it is a fire hazard. Anyway, um, she's... <laughs> What's what's one thing that could kill vampires? Fire. Okay, cool. <laughs> what we have at like a party downstairs. Uh, right. Fine. Is Stefan's room soundproofed? Because she acts like she doesn't know that there's a huge party going on downstairs. I also wondered that. <laughs> I mean, it's a, don't get me wrong. It's a very funny reveal, and I love that. Of course, this is what Caroline did. Yeah, Caroline doesn't know the meaning of a small party. No. Um, I love this scene. This is such a Delena heavy episode. I am feeling it the way that they look at each other. Oh, yeah. You can, I mean, it's no wonder that they fell in love in real life for a while. Like that. His, like, little smile when she, like, moves her hair away so he can, like, clasp the necklace Uh, onto her. uh, It's these moments that I live for. Yeah. And it's also the, like, he, it's like this selfless thing of, like, this is the thing you care about because Stefan gave it to you. And I found it, and I'm giving yeah, it back to yeah. you. Yeah, on your birthday. See, he understands how sensitive a birthday is. So let's talk about the birthday. It's the first big event of season three, folks. People are doing keg stands, screaming, a chug, chug, chug. And Elena is like, this is keeping it small? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that... Uh, as we'll learn later, or we'll talk about later, Caroline and uh, Tyler talking about how like horny they are, and oh Caroline being like all pent up, I think is putting her energies into other. <laughs> good point. Good point. And it is a bang and rager. I mean, we never had these in high school. I don't think I was not invited to them. If they were, like every party in the Vampire Diaries has somebody doing a keg stand, and I'm like, I've never seen anybody do a keg stand. Me neither. And I went to a party school, so that's saying something. <laughs> I've seen cocaine on a table, but never a keg stand. Let's be realistic, people. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, grow so, up, Vampire Diaries. Yeah! Get illicit. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, speaking of illicit, there's a, a weed den, I guess. Um, and I love this moment when Elena barges up to Alarica Damon, and she just grabs Damon's drink. And she's like, drink! And Alaric clocks this. He's like, oh, that's very familiar. Even Damon is a little bit like, oh, 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 okay. I also love the irony of her taking his hard liquor and then being like, you gotta talk to Jeremy about smoking pot. Yeah. (laughs) And then Damon turns to him and he's like, wow, you're screwed. (laughs) Also the fact that Jeremy's like being like a very responsible person. Okay, aside from the fact that he's not telling his witch girlfriend. Oh, yes. Well, we will get there. We will. I have things to say about that. But I'm I sure do you love do too. Elena's just like, this is a crisis. I'm like, you this is a enough, crisis. You have enough things to worry about right now. Maybe we pick our battles. <laughs> and like yeah. this giant rager, people smoking pot is not one of them. <laughs> I do really like Caroline's advice when she talks to her. Because they go upstairs. She goes upstairs and she finds Caroline in yes. Damon's room, taking a break, mm-hmm. drinking some blood. Mm-hmm. And Caroline, as always, is a little like ham-fisted about what she's saying. Because she's kind of like, we want you to like blow out your candles and like move on and she's like is that what everyone's expecting me to move on and it's like i i see caroline like really 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 i see caroline's point in such a different way as an adult now than i did as a teenager because as a teenager i was like 
what do you mean? Like, she can't do, like, how is she supposed to do anything when she's worried about Stefan? But also, <laughs> I think there is, and I don't know if Caroline's perspective has changed now that she's a vampire, mm. but this idea of, like, we don't know how long this is going to take. Right. And we don't know how long you're going to be waiting for him. And are you really going to spend your life waiting for him? Like, you have your own life, and you should yeah. live your life. Like, enjoy your life in these in-between moments, and enjoy your big milestones still. Like, it's your 18th birthday. Like, enjoy your life. Um, That's legit. I'm glad that you have a different perspective on this, because I definitely... It still hit me weird, where I'm like, don't tell someone to not be depressed. Because... I don't see Elena not, it, it, it would be different, I think, if they showed her not showing up for stuff. But, like, she still went to this thing. She's still taking care of Jeremy, waking him up in the morning for work. She's, like, taking care of Alaric. She's still getting dressed and going places and doing stuff. She's she just going through the like, motions. Yeah. Yes. She's going through the motions. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Uh, reference. But, like, you know, getting over something, especially on a birthday, I feel like big milestones after you've had a lot of grief and, like, Jenna's not there and Stefan's not there. And it, once again, her parents, I do wonder, maybe this is her second birthday without her parents because it's in the summer. And they passed in May. Mm. Anyway, so, like, I, I understand being depressed yeah. on a birthday. And I feel like telling someone to perk up is not the answer. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more, like, I think it's also kind of uh, maybe not explained in a way. But it seems yeah. like Elena's been a little obsessive for about, sure. like, all of these, like, hints and, like, clues for Stefan and things like that. that and a lot of this could have been fucking rectified if somebody had an honest fucking conversation with her. But mm. God forbid. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of one of those, like, we don't know what's going on. And, like, you, like, it also doesn't seem like a healthy way of processing it to just be, like, obsessively, like, I need to get him back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not for her about getting him back, although for sure it is kind of. But it's also, like, he's possibly dead. And she says, I just want to know that he's alive, Caroline. Which could also be rectified if Damon would just fucking say something. Yep, but he doesn't have to because she discovers his where in the world is Stefan Salvatore board. <laughs> I was waiting on that one. Did, did you get the Carmen Miranda reference? Okay, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very good. Um, <laughs> also, the fact that she sees all of these things where Damon literally has sticky notes that say Stefan and is still like, oh, yeah. killing all these people. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Um, so, obviously, she calls him. He's like, I'm bringing up beer pong he's gone to pick up andy not sure why he's lying about that but okay and then later on he gets back and of course she found out because she's the og vampire investigator i'm not sure why this is surprising to damon that she wouldn't rest until she had the answers <laughs> um but i i in this scene i realized that they needed andy and that they used her as a reason why damon is hurt and why he rips off the band-aid with elena in this moment because he's rubbing yeah. her face, essentially, in Stefan's ripper nature and not doing what you said and being, like, straightforward and gentle about it. He's like, he's gone and he's not coming back. And I do love the line, not in your lifetime. But it's very, like, okay, calm down. She's not at fault for you blowing up at her. Like, Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think, it, again, so many issues could have been solved earlier mm -hmm. <laughs> indeed yeah and we talked about this a little bit about how 
Elena goes back home and Alaric is leaving because he's a bad influence and it's like... How is he a bad influence? Am I... Did I miss something? I don't... <laughs> I don't know. It seems like they're doing exactly the same shit that they've been doing forever, but he maybe thinks that Elena's drinking too much now. It's not like she has anything going on. <laughs> if Elena enjoys herself, she's drinking too much. If she doesn't enjoy herself, she's being a wet blanket. She can't win. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh... But this is the scene where a drop in the ocean starts playing. It does. And... And 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 then we cut to Stefan's room, and Damon is all sad. And he rages. He's like throwing things. Yeah, he rages, and uh, not in a good way. I made that sound like it was a party, but it's not. He rips apart the room. That's something else to remember too. Is like, yeah, sad about Andy, but also probably really afraid about Stefan. Yeah. And he's destroying his stuff in like a frustration, but he stops at an acoustic guitar that I've never noticed before. And it really made me wonder what song Stefan would play in his free time. Wonderwall. Like, is, yeah, but maybe also he's putting his journal entries to music. I'm just a lonely vampire boy, <laughs> living in a lonely vampire world. Anyway, he and Jeremy have like a little emo duo on the side. Oh, no. <laughs> but obviously, we go to. Stephen, parking lot. Yeah, Stefan <sighs> bursts out of the bar like he can't breathe and he's having a panic attack. <sighs> yeah. And he... He's so broken. He's so broken. It's very much this, like, Klaus has just called him on his shit and he leaves the bar and you can see the mask coming off of, like, mm -hmm. I can't keep doing this. I'm doing all these horrific things. And he calls Elena. I remember... Yeah this moment watching it for the first time the fucking hope i felt that he called elena that like he was still there like in there and like something just fell <laughs> the hope that i felt when like there's something in there like he's still there yes and like the tension of the phone ringing and she doesn't hear the vibration and she goes into the bathroom and then comes out and I'm like, if she doesn't pick up this fucking phone, my life is going to be over. Yes. <laughs> but she does. And it's silent. She says, hello. And it's silent. And she just knows it's Stefan. And she says, Stefan, if this is you, you'll be okay. I love you, Stefan. Hold on to that. Never let that go. I'm not crying. You're crying. You know who's crying? Paul. <laughs> Sorry. Who's crying? <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> In this heartbreaking way of like, this is what he he, he needed to hear that. Um, also, I love that she says this to him after finding out in the roughest ripping off the Band-Aid way what he's been doing. And she still holds this for him. Yeah. And in a way, I think she knows him better than Damon in this moment. Because she knows exactly what he's going through, and she knows what he needs. Yeah, I think she... Damon, I think, is a little bit more cynical about his... Which well, makes Probably sense. good reasons. Yeah. Um, like, his ripperness and, like, him going off the wagon. Um, but he's never been a ripper with Elena involved. Well, season Not one, he got there little bit he got like blood addicty but he wasn't yeah. tearing people apart <laughs> right right oh i just love feelings for me i still feel <laughs> that thing that he was feeling that like when your heart aches for a person or like a person mm. that feels like home 
You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why I related to this so hard when I was, like, leaving for college. Yeah. Because I was like, eh, I'm in a strange land surrounded by people. I think it's also, like, he's, I don't know, I just I have a lot of empathy, I guess, for somebody who just tore people apart. <laughs> Which is, I'm not sure the right is. Because they just it's showed us, like, yeah. him, like, not just, like, murdering them, but, like, brutally murdering them. And it's right. like, well, but, like, he's doing it to protect Elena. <laughs> <laughs> and for Damon. He's doing and it for, Damon. for both of them. Yeah. He, he loves them. And you know let's that he fucking that. hates it. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's let's perk up a little bit. See for Caroline. See for Caroline. See is for Caroline. I just really appreciate that. I I wrote this script knowing that you would like my little headings, so oh, I was I very it. happy about it. Yeah, there was one thing that you said earlier that made me chuckle. It was like yeah. Stefan returns to his big bad boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I get it because he's also like a wolf. It's good. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Oh my god. Yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. I love Carolina Tyler's friendship oh, as well. Going so back to what good. you said, I never thought that I would be happy seeing Tyler with anyone other than Jeremy, but this this has given them a run for their money. Caroline is the magic sauce for everything. She brings out the best. If you don't in like him. a thing, put Caroline in it and it'll be better. Yes, 100%. I love when they're both like, why does everyone think we're dating? And Jeremy looks at them like, heh. So <laughs> like you spend every waking minute with each other it's fine yeah and and tyler drops a little hint of like my or no caroline drops the hint of like your mom is like she looks at me weird and we'll pick that up later yeah and they think it's just because they're dating but we will yeah we'll return to that in a minute <laughs> i love their fucking tension yes like when they're both talking about how they desperately need to have sex and it's like full <laughs> eye contact i am so horny Cause, yeah because i look at it as this moment of like yeah because like you haven't brought this up before how come we haven't brought this up before this <laughs> that would have been nice to know this whole storyline it's like he's daring her to say something and i love it like yeah. he's he's moving on with his life he's bringing a date to the party he also is like noticing her and i love what he says to her later where he says um, I've already been there with you once and you shut me down. If I need to not be dating, you just need to say something. Yeah. They have this like fire energy, both of them, that yeah. I'm obsessed with. Like they both have this like, and you can see it when they have sex, where it's just like yes. the oh, fact yes. that they're both like supernaturally strong is just great. <sighs> It is so great. I love the moment when he lifts up her dress and there she's against the wall. That is burned into my memory. Oh, it is so so hot. So I steamy. love the moment where he like or she like throws like, the bed. Vamp runs to the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like yeah. then he like supernaturally like flipped her and I'm like, this is great. I love everything about this. Um the only thing that I <laughs> ruined this moment was me being like, This is really hot and all, um, and like have a great time. Mm-hmm. You know, rough with consent, but like, don't bite her. <laughs> it was all I, could think. <laughs> like, I think it's 
fine if he's not a wolf. I feel like if he ain't okay, a wolf, all right, it's fine, all right. right? I, was, yeah. I forgot about that. So just to call me your, call, like, oh, just to call me so that you can enjoy it, because you deserve to enjoy this the way I, I enjoy it. I do deserve to enjoy it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. I was like, oh, yeah. is this a problem? Like, if he draws blood, like, is there, like, a concern? Do I need to be worried about this? Like, have no, fun, no, no, no. but, like, be safe. Also, you know what? I think Tyler dare I say it, might be growing because he's learned to respect when a woman says no that she means no. And uh, because he hasn't tried again with her, he's like, you shut me down. You let me know. I mean, maybe his pride was also a little hurt. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Because, like, they still had, like, they still maintained, like, a friendship and everything. And I feel like old Tyler would have been like, oh, my pride is hurt. I can't be, like, around you anymore. Right. Like, he still very much, like, appreciates her as, like, being, like, this strong woman and even when she like tells his date to fuck off he still is kind of like okay what the fuck but not like angry necessarily right. more of like a, this is how caroline is being right now right and i just accept that oh my god i love in that scene one of my favorite things ever is when she picks up the extra and goes excuse me and just sets him down yeah that needs to be a fucking gif and also another great song la 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 you make me feel so, so. you make me feel so the way that carolina tyler do yeah okay anyway. but of course we can't enjoy things because it's the vampire diaries of course not so <laughs> caroline wakes up and she's very like what the fuck did i do i'm gonna sneak out and she runs into karen lockwood who she thinks is just like an awkward conversation of being like yes i did sleep with your son i'm gonna go now and she touches her bag and it has ravine on it and mrs lockwood ravine darts her like three times in the back great oops so now that we've got that out of the way let's talk about how jeremy sees ghosts maddie i see dead people (laughs) and how he's not telling his witch girlfriend and it's for what? Why? Nope. Why? I don't like it. I hate it. I'm mad. <laughs> There's no reason to not tell her. Is it? Okay, question. Because yeah. obviously he's being like, I'm not telling her because like, she brought me back to life and I don't want her to feel bad, whatever, whatever. I don't want to worry her. Pick your fucking stupid usual reason that they lie about shit. <laughs> Do you think he would be telling her if he was seeing dead people that weren't his ex-girlfriends? Oh. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's definitely because it's, like, Vicky and Anna that he's like, oh, this got awkward. For sure. Like, if it was his parents, and if it was Jenna, if it was, like, all the people that he's lost, he would be like, hey, Bonnie, remember how there were going to be consequences? These are the consequences, but I love it, and it's great, and I feel like Harry Potter and the Mirror of Erised. But as you said, those are some petty fucking witches, and they knew, they knew what the consequence would be that would suck (laughs) most for Bonnie. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I just hate the whole subplot. I also yeah. fucking hate when he's at the party and he's talking to Matt. And Matt is just... This entire... Like, there's this part and then at the end when he's just, like, right next to being helpful. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not helpful, but he's, like... You can, like, smell his... like. The, the thought of him being helpful <laughs> and also the fact that like jeremy's like oh you don't want to know and matt's like yeah tell me what's going on matt you distinctly didn't want to be a part of this right. this was your fucking point of not wanting to be involved right. i 
hate that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally all of my notes, all two of my notes are Matt is being a little bitch and lol at Matt being the worst. That's that's all I have to say about the the storyline. He's like. Yeah, and the fact that he's, like, laughing about the fact that he can't find his car because he's so fucked up. Oh, my God, and, and like, being a good, upstanding citizen, uh, like, that's probably a sign that you shouldn't drive it. Yeah, and also the fact that, Jeremy, and, you can't get, you can't drive while, without seeing these ghosts in front of your car and freaking out about it. Yeah, that's Maybe not good. you shouldn't be driving either. <laughs> and he realizes that, he's like, let's walk. And I'm like, growth. Growth, Jeremy Gilbert. Go? Matt is the opposite of, he, Matt is regressing. Yeah, Matt is season one Matt again, except he knows about vampires. Again. Right, and he's a little shit. Yeah. Should we talk about how Vicky says, help me? That's it. That's all I just wanted to say. She says, help me. Okay! Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't leave the D-plot for last, because then it seems like we didn't like the episode, but really, we just hated this little mini this little mini plot. Yeah. It's fine. It's, yeah. Maybe it'll get more interesting. Maybe. Nikki, who are you taking and who are you staking from this episode? I am taking Caroline because I just enjoyed watching her the most out of everybody. I was like that, like the happiest to see her when she was on, even just like her little things of like being alone in the bathroom, drinking like her blood. I'm just like, look at you, confident vampire, just like being great and being my favorite character. And everybody else, I was like, what? And she seems to be the only character I could find that wasn't hiding something to protect somebody other than, like, Elena. But I don't know. Elena doesn't do anything for me in this episode. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking Matt. Cause, yeah. Or Damon. But Matt. <laughs> yeah. Bridget, who are you taking and who are you staking? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I'm taking Jeremy for, specifically for saying to Matt... If you can't find your truck, it's a sign you shouldn't be driving it. And realizing, then, that neither of them should be driving. He is a good citizen. Let him go. I'm also staking Jeremy (laughs) for not telling Bonnie that he's seeing ghosts and shit, especially that they're his ex-girlfriends. Like, especially that they're his ex-girlfriends. You should tell her. It's one of those things that, like, like, it didn't need to be a thing, but now that the fact that you haven't said anything, now it's a thing. Now you know, it's a thing. It's one of those like it didn't oh, have to be. Your ex texted you and you texted them back and you feel weird about it and you don't tell your you current partner. Your... It's mm-hmm. like okay, it wouldn't have been a big mm-hmm. deal, but the fact that you feel weird about telling them and you haven't told them now it's a thing. Exactly, it's almost like a test of their relationship. Like like the witches knew what they were doing. Weird. They were like, ooh, if if he if you really love him, does he love you? Will he be honest with you? Yeah, would he mm-hmm. would he stretch his magical powers to and like burn his bridges in order to like help you mm-hmm. when he can't even tell you what's going on? Anyway, Damn it. Bridget, all right. What's the word of the day, Mickey? Our word of the day is corollary. Corollary. I was going to say. Corollary? <laughs> but then I looked at how to pronounce it. Also, I have a thing on my computer that turns it into a German word. And so it went from corollary? Corollary. I have to pause because my computer now changes random words to German words and I can't read them until I hover over them and see the English. I'm trying to force myself to learn German. Corollary to Volgerschingenung. Some, some big, long, long German word. <laughs> How do you say that? Volgerschingenung. Corollary 
is a formal word that usually refers to something that naturally follows or results from another thing. It can also be applied to a thing that incidentally or naturally accompanies or parallels something else. So in logic, it refers to a proposition uh, inferred immediately from a proved proposition. I imagine it relates to correlation. Yeah. Corollary. Oh, I've heard this word. Yeah, the, co- it's the a corollary. Noun. Yeah. I have not heard this word before. Um, uh, so now we have 60 seconds to each write a definite, or not a definition, a sentence about the episode using corollary. Okay. <laughs> Cool, Nikki, what's your sentence? I'm gonna give this a 3 out of 10 stars. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Same. A corollary can be drawn from Stefan putting the bodies back together in his remorse for losing control. Oh, that's wonderful. What are you talking about? That makes complete sense. Okay, great. Yeah, you did a great job. I feel like <laughs> mine <you>. is terrible. <laughs> I don't want to follow that. Um, Stefan assumes that the corollary of killing Andy will be Damon's surrender and chagrin at following him. That makes sense. Does it? Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, that's all for the birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the episode. (laughs) Card cut. We just don't do the rest. (laughs) That's all for the birthday. I have been your host, Bridget. And Nikki has been our guest today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. And tune in next time to find out if Southern Comfort goes out of business because of the inexplicable blood stains on their dartboard and pool table. Tune in next time to find out what other helpful advice Matt Donovan gives. Dear Diary, just because I tell you things does not mean you're allowed to know them. Dear Diary, you were an idiot. We both were. Dear Diary, he hates me. His hatred of me has driven him to drugs. Dear Diary, never stop caring about family, do you?